Hey, potential podcast listeners. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com slash potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being and let's get checked. In a world full of chaos, full of madness, full of evil, (laughs) when all hope was lost, this is hopeless, the people cried out for a hero. Can anyone hear me? Will no one help us? Instead, they got two. Is this thing on? Testing, testing, one, two, one, two, three, hello? Mic check, check one, check two, check Republic, check please. Armed only with mics, headphones, and their own nerdy sense of humor. Hagrid said to Harry, You're a unit of power, Harry Potter. And Harry said, I'm a what? <laughs> Get it? They're the heroes we didn't ask for. But we got them anyway. And now, wait for it. Fun fact. Because it's more than just a podcast. It's a podcast with potential. Where's that even coming from? The Potential Podcast. Coming right now. Oh, now? Starts now? Oh, wow. That was a quick... Teaser. Okay, we're here. Oh, oh, hey. Whew. All right. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Let the, the Potential Podcast. Your eyes and clean your ears out. We're here. Wow. <laughs> I know. Are you? In... All right, man. <laughs> oh my goodness, that uh, I, I get you excited. It's something about that just pumps your blood up. You know, I just I love that feeling. You know what it is? It is. Uh, it's the entertainment form of advertising. Is uh, what is you know? Look, look, folks. Here we are. We're here back on the potential podcast. Yes, as another always. one of our main episodes. I'm your host, Chris Stewart, joined, of course, by always by my co-host Taylor Sokol. We wanted to do a topic episode today. You know, we we typically do a lot of these episodes based on a movie franchise or a video game franchise or you know what say you. 
every now and then it's we we think of doing a topic episode that still relates to over our whole brand here pop culture entertainment and nerdum and one thing that you know because it's been such a hot topic lately uh i think a lot of people have started talking about this with dr strange too uh in terms of just what nowadays is the the idea of movie trailers tv trailers we have video game tra- we have trailers for everything now but then we have the trailer for the trailer the teaser for the trailer yeah the, trailer the number TV two spot, you get the you tv know? promo exactly it never ends for as long as there's been movies there has been attempts to get butts in seats to get into the movie theater um you know from you know from all these different things it's just one of the for as long as we can remember since film has started that has just been the the best way to get people excited. I mean, there's always been movie posters and flyers, but something about the movie trailer sets the tone and the anticipation more than just a picture. Cause I will tell you, you know, we talked about a lot of movies and, and a lot of the episodes we have recently, you know, there's a lot of, you know, big movies coming out this summer and some, uh, uh, as we, uh, we just had watched, uh, Top Gun and we also got, uh, Jurassic Park coming. Uh, there's a lot of these, you know, throwbacks there, but something about just, the anticipation like you think about like Jurassic Park it had that poster that iconic poster like from the book or you've got like you know one word for that but something about a trailer you know is something that for for me always excited me you know we're being in our 30s movie trails have changed so much even the last five years but the last 30 years that was just the the highlight of going to the movie you wanted to get there early so you could see the trailers before the movie more more than the movie itself yeah, see, the this first part we want to really focus on is uh, what was the life of trailers pre the internet? Yes. Because nowadays, we all can just sit on our toilet and watch a brand new trailer when it pops up on the internet. It's it's kind of crazy how we have that all accessed right now from our homes. There was a long, long period of life where the only, where, the only place really you could see trailers would be you had to go literally to the cinema and you'd see the coming attractions. Or maybe you'd see a thing on TV or, you know, for the age of the VHS tape, uh, a lot of VHS tapes and DVDs would have sometimes coming, you know, attractions and trailers before the actual feature. But beyond that, that was all you had. There was no other place to go see these things. And, you know, I think nowadays with the internet, we're just so able to access knowledge at any given time of information. We can look up every little bit about a movie and the problem is sometimes it leads to a lot of things being spoiled, a lot of things being uh, getting out. And I think a lot of companies now are trying to find that balance of where do we make a trailer that we want people to be interested and get people excited and talking about it and telling their friends to go see this movie, but we can't give away all the big things because if you give away the big things, why do people even want to come see the movie? You know? So Let's look back here for a second here, Taylor. Yeah, got some got some history, little factoids for you. So that's the cool thing about it. Cool thing about our podcast, we like to educate people, although we like to give our opinion more. But um, doing a little deep dive in, in the history, the actual official first movie trailer didn't come out until November of 1913, and the uh, this was by a guy named Neil Grenland, and he was an advertising manager for the Lowe's Theaters, which would now be, as we know a chain of theaters uh, today. It was devised and shot as an ad for a Broadway musical. It wasn't even a trailer for an actual movie. It was to promote uh, live theater, and um, which is playing at the Winter Garden in New York, actually. So the trailer was uh, caught the attention of the owner, uh, Marcus Lowe, and he set about you know making more of these little short advertisements. And the funny thing about the name trailer, fun fact, it's because it trailed at the end of the film. The trailers weren't till the end of the movie. You went to see the movie, you saw the movie, and then they were after because it trailed after the film. But nowadays, you imagine having that movie, and they're like, okay, I don't want to sit through trailers. So now, <laughs> you know, I think it would be years later, then they started deciding that, oh, we want to make this more of a mainstay. And then people realize this is the way to get people excited to keep coming back to the theater. And so that's, that's why now it's called the previews and see you know pre the movie yeah not the that's, that's an interesting thing to think you know yeah i think now that trailers are such a thing you see you know before every movie uh, instead of after uh but yeah growing that into having these uh starting to have little you know trailers for charlie chaplin movies and going into the heavy silent era where 
you know, a lot of those movies could play in uh, either before or after, you know, so that's where a lot of people would get news and stuff. They could play clips of what's going on in the war, what's going on, uh, you know, around the States and even like little cartoons, little ads like that. Uh, so it was kind of more of a, uh, an event because you have to remember too, a lot of the films that were coming out during this silent era time, going even to the talkies, they're not the length we have today. A lot of films were like 30 minutes to an hour, uh, you know, at, at most an hour 15. They're not these two and a half hour epics uh, that we get most of the time now. So, and to see how over time it would grow into, now we need to put words in there to, you know, really uh, entice bold, exciting action, comedy, romance, you know, really getting the audience hooked on what this is going to be about. Cause I don't think st- I think star power had a thing to it, but it wasn't as like it is now. I think with like how we instantly see someone we like as an actor, we want to see that film. Oh yeah. It doesn't even matter what the trailer is. We see that name, you know, we, you know, Oh, Tom Cruise, you know, yes. Uh, Bruce Willis, you know, uh, you know, Catherine Zeta Jones. I don't know. I'm just naming things off the top of my head, but yeah, it would be then 10 years later, the jazz singer, 1927. You're right. Sound was what it made it. it that changed everything because then, you know, you think, okay, when you had these silent era trailers, it was just like, okay, cool. You had to do everything with images. And then, but then when you had the, the talkies, um, as we talk about, it was great because then you have that role like old vaudeville, coming soon, action, drama, <laughs> you're going to have everything. And then it was like, okay, you, you had this a weird announcer, but then what can we do to get people more excited? So then it was going from not only silent black and white, and then we're going to sound then we're going to eventually get color once, you know, films like, you know, Wizard of Oz are coming out. And that, imagine your mind being blown when you see a trailer like, oh, you're going to see a black and white film. And then when that trailer properly came out, you're like, what is happening here? Yeah, I got to think when Technicolor started happening and, and that was a huge game changer. Uh, no one, you know, everyone saw the world in color, but you, do, you didn't see any movies in color. It was all black and white. And then I think that growing into it would, it started to become a little bit of an art form where they really, I think once the different studios started becoming a thing, you know, you had, you had your Warner Brothers, your Paramount, your Universal, et cetera, your Disney, what they could do to kind of separate themselves and you get into the era of the National Screen Service. This is starting in the late 50s. And the, the idea of taking key scenes from the actual film that was actually filmed and putting it, you know, if you watch a lot of old trailers, I, I always love seeing, especially like the sci-fi horror ones always make me uh, crack up a little bit because it'd be, some guy, you know, with a very monotone voice, like they came from the deep and they were born in the, you know, and, and you'd see little images and stuff and not, not long trailers. These aren't like long trailers um, and doing anything they could to try to entice the audience that this is what they want to see text over the, you know, uh, describing the scenes and giving the, you know, adjectives and stuff to describe them. And, you know, cause you have to think some of these movies, that now have been dedicated as like classics at the time they were new. So no one knew if they were going to be good or not, you know, they had to do what they could to sell the movie. Yeah. And so we're, we're getting this thing where, you know, they're kind of telling you like what to, what to see and do and like, Oh, this is going to be, you know, coming up. But then we're getting into, as you said, like going into a lot of then you had this time between that time of then the thirties to the late forties, the problem was then I think they took kind of a shift because think about then this is when all these World War II, World War One propaganda, they were trying to, you know, go buy wall bonds, you know, and uh, you can join Uncle Sam and like get out of the kitchen, ladies, and, you know, help out. So there was things like that. So I think that was a weird time for trailers that it wouldn't be until the 50s through the 60s was when they had to kind of change things out. And I think this was interesting. People like the very revolutionaries, Orson Welles, and then you have Alfred Hitchcock in the early 60s who would who almost like he, kind of revolutionized where they would really add the more of the mystery to the trailer that was more of the enticer where there's very little plot you see some stuff but then okay so this is interesting it's enough to kind of wet our beaks that we're like you know it's it was kind of like you know what's going on we they didn't want to give away anything like that you know and that was thing at Hitchcock I think was revolutionary where he kept things really remarkably light as he divulged almost you know um, a lot of, you know, you know, to tease the audience without, you know, giving away stuff. Like think about movies like Psycho, The Birds. There's a, you know, there's some good twists in there. So he didn't like, he only gave you enough that, ooh, like that's, that's pretty crazy. You, you know, want to see it, but you, he's not going to give it away. Same with like Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, but yeah. 
taking control of what exactly was able to be shown in the trailer and being like, the studio has no say in what I can put in the trailer because you gotta think too, a lot of these directors, now we're starting to make these really amazing movies where that are of, of true value and worth, uh, you know, Oscar winners and stuff like that. And seeing like, just because the studio owns it, it, it can really defeat the, the point of going to see the movie if you see that key scene. You know, obviously we, we just did an episode on Star Wars if they had shown in the trailer for Empire Strikes Back that Vader was Luke's father, people would have been like, oh, that feels like a that was a big kind of a important plot point to maybe save for the movie. Of course, that's not going to be shown in the trailer. But that is the idea. I think directors started to see a way that they could take a little bit of, I want this to be how the trailer comes out uh, based on the footage I've shot because I don't want to give away things. Uh, because the studio... I think that's the biggest thing nowadays is we're seeing, a, a, as, we, as we'll continue talking about this, a continued battle between the studio owning properties and, then the, and the directors, directors yeah, or, the you know, the writers uh, and their say of like what you can and cannot show uh, and how that's affecting uh, fan base. But, you know, as I, as I kind of mentioned a little earlier, we do get into that era of the home cassette, the VHS era. And again, yeah, you could only see trailers if you go see the actual movies. I'm sure during this whole time as TV starting to become a little more of a thing, you know, we're starting to get more than just two channels uh, that there would be ads and there would be small little clips, you know, or, you know, even on some of the news shows, you know, coming up this Friday, we're having, you know, apocalypse now come out, et cetera, et cetera. But the VHS tape you go and you know buy, you know, this is the first time that you could actually take movies home and watch them on a VHS player. And you got to imagine that most of these were smart to be like, well, the tape has to be X amount long. And, you know, as we kind of do, uh, you know, talking about the idea that you have to rewind these VHS tapes, you know, they don't just skip around where you want to, you know, like a DVD. So it was probably smart to think like, we're going to have to press play and get to the movie anyway. Why don't we put three or four of the coming movies coming up on the VHS tape and they could see the trailer that way. And I actually have a lot of fond memories, especially uh, I think one that always kind of uh, dis- a lot of Disney movies of the you know the VHS era had a lot of great coming attractions, not only for stuff in theaters, but also what was coming up on VHS tape or like you know coming out to home media as well. Yeah, and they would it was like it was almost like you were on the this is like before Disney Channel really kind of became more of a thing but i do remember that you know and it's how we i like oh my god i gotta watch this like oh we gotta see this but yeah i have a lot of fun memories too of a lot of the disney animated classics of our youth watching those and seeing what's coming up they would even advertise stuff that going in coming up in the parks and things like that so it was almost like it was like really brilliant marketing because you're like oh i need to watch all this and then the fact that you could go back and replay it this is the first time that we're having you know a chance to re-watch trailers in real time and when we want to because at that point you're thinking when a trailer came out you were like you would did you remember do you remember having that anticipation i still do but other than anticipation when you like saw a trailer like, oh i want to go to the theater just hope i see that trailer again or like because you wanted to show someone because you couldn't you had no access to show it to anybody well it was also the idea that you wouldn't probably never guaranteed the same set of trailers for every movie we go see you yeah, know exactly now now nowadays we have so many movies coming out at all times but you know of the time era where there was only so many movies per month coming out you might have to imagine if they're you're gonna get maybe you know also i think the the amount of trailers that play before movies has uh, exceedingly grown that's because of uh typically a lot of audiences are late nowadays it also gives a chance for people to buy popcorn and, and candy and coke and all that stuff but, you know, you'd get like four to five maybe trailers in the past. Now, sometimes it feels like eight to 10 to 12. It's like, good God, start the movie already. But, it, you know, if you went to go see a kid movie, they were smart. They're thinking, we have to play trailers that are going to affect families because that's who's this target audience. You go to see a horror movie. We're going to play some more intense, thrilling, upcoming horror movies. You're going to see a sci-fi movie, the next action movie coming yeah, up. Of course. Smart choices by not only the, the I'm, I'm sure part of it has to do with the actual uh, company that's uh, releasing that movie, but also the movie theater chains themselves. You know, you got to think this is also a time starting in the 80s and 90s where we're starting to have movie theater chains really become like a place to go. Uh, your Regal, you know, it used to be Edwards for me, and now it's Regal, uh, AMC, and all that stuff. And thinking like, yeah, you would hope to be like, oh, you know what? I, 
I know that movie's coming up. I, I hope they show the X-Men trailer because that'd be so cool. And if you saw it, you were like, that was awesome. But then you have no way to see it again unless you go see the movie again. And you couldn't, and you can't even describe it, but you felt like you were like in a secret club. Like, like I'm the only one who's seen this trailer or like you almost had to see that movie opening night because then you saw a trailer no one else is going to see until probably like next week or something like that. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because this bit of history had changed. You think about all the original like trailers of the old and then one of the summer of blockbusters. So 70s kind of started the trends of the blockbusters. You think about like, I went and actually did a little research before this episode and I saw like trailers. We do, we do, we do tend to uh, try to research people. We do. We uh, continue. To, yeah, we, we don't, we, uh, we're, we're not, pay, we're paid professionals. Fly by the seat of our without, pants. Yeah. Without continue. the paid. Uh, we, but think about Coppola, Lucas, Spielberg, Godfather, Star Wars, Jaws. These trailers they had, they were like mini movies. They were like, gave away the whole film already. It was like, it's like, you know, uh, a sheriff fighting for a town. It was like this whole jo- the first trailer for Jaws was like three minutes. So basically, like gave away the whole <laughs> plot without certain things. But you're thinking that's so crazy. Like those trailers though would become eventually what the modern trailers we have today. Because then, but then it was they became smarter. You know, as we grew up and, and today, that they know that okay, a movie's coming out next year. I'm going to put a little teaser, like a 30 second teaser, that literally shows like one image, and then like in Speaking of um, Lucas, we think about all the Star Wars films, especially I think you and I, the first trailer we ever saw for Star Wars would have been episode one, um, Phantom Menace. Yes. You think about what those did later on. And we'll, we'll talk about all kinds of movies, but I have to identify Star Wars because they were really great about mixing in the nostalgia with um, stuff from the new movie, you know, and like having like, and this goes back to just having the right sound and everything. Like, oh, you hear that music. Oh, my God. And like you're like, uh, I could have been humming anything. But uh, uh, <laughs> I almost sound like Harry Potter. I know. It was. <laughs> I know. It could have been. Hey, John Williams. Uh, he's yeah. everywhere. But, yeah, it was. And that's what's kind of crazy to think that um, they would just be so – there would be either too much or too little. So you're kind of like – and it's interesting how the trailer itself could have a different feel of the movie altogether. Yes. That is a, a big thing, and that's actually become a huge hot topic nowadays. As we're seeing a lot of people bring up the idea of misdirection and misadvertising, uh, which I think for some films that's actually to the benefit. Uh, some films want to make you go in feeling one thing and come out feeling a complete other, you know, emotion. Some though have definitely fallen to the category of that wasn't what the movie looked like at all, or to the idea of there's footage in the trailer that's not in the movie now. I, I always side on the, on the fence of you can't really complain about that because every movie has to make cuts to the final finished product. You know, when you go see a movie, let's say it's 90 minutes, which is a shorter movie. It's not like they filmed 90 minutes and they were like, that's it. One take. We got it. No, they filmed probably three to four hours, uh, possibly of different scenes and things, and they cut it down to 90 minutes. So there's always going to be room for the studio still owns that material all of it they own all the footage they paid for it so if they're gonna see oh maybe that's a scene we could put in the trailer uh that we're not actually going to use in the, in the, you know sometimes I, I feel like even like a comedy movie sometimes a lot of comedy movies have so many takes of of, of different jokes they'll use one that's going to be in the trailer that they think is really strong but maybe doesn't work in the scheme of the film and so people are like that joke was hilarious then you go see the movie and you go I didn't hear that joke once. And yeah. so some people get a little, a little, uh, uh, you know, but that's kind of advertising as a whole. You have to remember that what really the trailer business is, is advertising people to come see the movies. You know, we see ads all the time for products to buy them. They're not always going to be hundred percent true. Like this is the best laundry detergent on the planet. Or that burger looks that delicious. It's airbrushed. Yeah. It it's never not, is. Know. Yeah. It's all it never sport. is. It's falling apart. Yeah. And then, and you bring up a really great thing, um, which I'm excited to talk about, and we could do that now. But I, I think that is interesting where the trailers always put out the best bits, and then you're going into the film. There's there's two different ways. You go into the film feeling like a gullible fool, like an idiot, like, they left the best part of the trailer, like, you know, or they left that out. And then it's like, sometimes it's maybe to the benefit that they don't put all the best stuff in the trailer, maybe put the worst jokes in, you know? Well, on the one side, if a film is not very good, <laughs> Like overall, I feel like they always put the best bits they can because that's like they have to be like, if at least we can make enough of our money back, it's not a total loss. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just you know sometimes you remember movies are a hard business, uh, and that's even nowadays with TV shows and, and and video games. There's so much pressure on 
what people expect uh, for their user experience, whether it's a viewing thing, a playing thing, whatever it might be. Even when you go see live theater, live, you know, stuff, uh, concerts, you know, et cetera. And so you have to kind of sign on the, you know, you have to look at it as like a lot of people put a lot of work into making a movie. It's not always going to be a hit. And there's a lot of movies that people love that are deemed flops or, you know, as we call the cult classic that maybe didn't have its uh, time long in theaters, but has a following an audience that have loved that movie since they were young. Nostalgia is an important thing. So sometimes I think a trailer will do its job to uh, check off the boxes. That's going to make you want to go pay for one ticket to sit down in the theater. What you, what you feel like after the movie's done is not, that's not the job of the trailer. The trailer, if you've bought a ticket, the trailer's done its job. Yes. And one, one thing, one really big part of trailers that, you know, we talked about this earlier where it was kind of that old, you know, talky guy, welcome to the 1940s action romance and there's going to be a female lead. Um, what one signature voice, I think that one part of cinematic history from the late 70s till to his unfortunate passing, um, one voice was known as maybe the voice of God. He was in a world. I got to give a little credit to Don LaFontaine. If you ever like think of a trailer and like in a world where, you know, anytime trying to do that voice, he was the man who just like, he really kind of set the tone. If you wanted like a gripping film, horror action or whatever, or like just drama, that voice like was kind of amazing. Like from, from Mad Max to baby geniuses, you know, <laughs> just the fact that he was like, he was the movie guy from like late seventies to, to the mid to late nineties. And there's been, a, there's been a few that have kind of followed in his footsteps. Um, and that's that's actually a good point you bring up, Taylor, is because that would be the, the formula of you you could still have scenes within the trailer, but you have this epic voice really getting you pumped to be like, you know, the biggest blockbuster of the summer. It was a torn city and no one survived, but one man could bring them back from dead. This summer, it's John, you know, and then it goes into listing the actors and the title. And it could be literally 20 seconds long and it'd be like, I don't know, it looks pretty good to me. Um, and that is a thing that we don't really see too much of now. Uh, it it kind of comes off more of a parody moment now. I think a lot of trailers will do kind of the, what is deemed the movie trailer voice. But there's been a few that I have, I think have continued that tradition. But yeah, that voice is iconic and you, you, you probably have heard it more than you can imagine. But, you know, I want to say, Taylor, kind of what, is to no surprise what was the biggest game changer to what is eventually going to evolve into our uh present day when it comes to trailers and teasers and everything was of course the internet uh you know again you can only see trailers if you went to go to the movies if you went you know maybe certain tv channels uh, tv shows would show them or if you had vhs or of course the dvd era once we had the internet and this is as early as 1993 uh, surprisingly, it, it, it seems like it would have been a lot, you know, later. I think the, the general American or uh, you know, person in the world would have access to dial-up internet. But movie trailers were starting to go online as early as 1993 in the summer. And I have a you know, distinct memory. Like the first time I remember waiting to download a trailer was when they released the trailer for Fellowship of the Ring. And I have a fond memory of sitting there at my family's you know, big bulky computer. I think it took about three hours for the whole thing to download. That's just to, that's a, that's to what is con, you know considered to stream it, to play it once uh, via our dial-up. That's how long it took little, little bit by bit to download. Yeah. You had to run back in the room. Oh, is it done? No. Is it done? And I'd be like, I want to play a little bit. Nope. It's still going. I mean, it took so long. Yeah. Cause you couldn't play it bit by bit and load you had you you had to watch it in its entirety it wasn't the same the whole thing had a download and this thing was like you know good i think that trailer is like a good two minutes or something and i think now like you really just click a button and it instantly plays on your phone on your laptop on your ipad on you know anything but that was a new thing is you know you start having websites and these movie websites would pop up and even the kind of the days before youtube you know you'd find these ways to play them using dial-up internet it would take forever but it'd be a way to watch new trailers right there at home it'd be worth it it'd be totally worth it yeah and um i do i do love when you're talking about that because i do remember like I, I distinctly remember certain um certain sites that had come out i remember like 
thinking about a lot of like the Star Wars films, Attack of the Clones and stuff. When those came out, you could go to the website like Lucasfilm. This is before Disney bought the rights, so you could go to the website and you could see that trailer and um, and then yeah, just that was kind of a cool way just to. I mean, it's huge. It's promoting sales and the fact that when the trailers come out, you know, they had done this a while already, but think about this. Another great thing about sales and merchandising, trailer comes out, you got these toys coming out as kids. Like, oh my God, I got to buy that toy because that guy looks epic in the film. Of course, he's probably like five seconds in the movie. But, you know, <laughs> so, but I, oh my God, yeah, I just remember the struggles. You kids that listen to this now, you have no idea the struggles of dial-up internet uh, to watch oh, any boy. sort of video content. Um but yeah, and then rest in peace, dial up. Yes. But yeah, but that yeah, exactly. We salute you. Um, we uh, we do not want to see you return, but you never know. Uh, but um, no, I think um, what is kind of interesting. So we have the dial up era, and then you know, you know, trailers are going into internet, and then you know, YouTube is has hasn't even really come out yet. It's 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 you know, but the thing that when trailers came out, we still didn't get that many trailers. We'd have maybe like a little, uh, we get like a, a kind of a teaser and then maybe have one more, but that was really it. There wasn't, or sometimes you'd only get one trailer. Yeah. It's not like today where we get sometimes like five different variations of a trailer for the same movie. You would get the one, the one done. Um, but even sometimes these trailers, I think would be kind of cool is sometimes they would have like a guy that could score the trailer uh, specifically just for that movie. It wouldn't be the composer of the film itself, maybe because, you know, a lot of times if they want to get a trailer out X amount early, they don't always have the finished score for that movie. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but most of the time the score is usually one of like the last things added into a film when it's done. I think it's kind of cool to think that there would be things added in effects and, and maybe some shots. And, uh, you know, even there'd be sometimes these things where you'd have a cast member sitting there like in a chair, like as if they're being interviewed. Uh, yeah, we can't wait. This movie's coming out. I've been working on it for a while. If they want to, if they didn't want to fill in actual footage from the movie, they would find ways to incorporate the director, the stars. Well, and that was not even it wasn't even a trailer. It was just a cool behind the scenes thing where I I loved just hearing about the making of the film without actually giving any away any plot points. And you know we've seen this a lot with, um, of course, you know shows that are going on and and you know all this pre production. I think that was always kind of cool to to do that. And you know going back to. Okay, so now we have dial-up internet, you know, and internet's getting a little bit better. Think about when we had then the DVDs. Uh, when DVDs came out, then you didn't have to, you know, fast forward. You could actually watch the trailer separate. So that was always kind of exciting, too. Some of the DVDs started coming out, and they had, oh, this one's got an exclusive sneak peek to another film. So, like, oh, I have to buy that on, like, I need the DVD pack. just for that sneak I need peek. the three-pack Indiana Jones, you know, or something. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was kind of cool, too, because then you could see previews for other movies that had nothing to do with that. Um, and then, obviously, you could see the film you're watching and then the production stuff. But I did like how you could watch trailers for other films, you know, in that realm. Especially, like, Disney was, you know, probably one of the most notorious ones of that, you know, with the whole, oh, it's coming out of the Disney vault. And then they would have trailers. Yes. Oh, this is coming in there. Oh, you're very Jafar right there. Yes, I love that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no. yeah, that was always really cool too. That I just something about that. Like I, oh, I want to watch this. And even a trailer was great. That if there was like a movie, I didn't really know what it was, but I'm gonna check it out. It, you know, maybe I wouldn't necessarily watch that. Oh, that's just a horror thing. I'm gonna check it out anyway. It was a great way to kind of dip your toes in that. And that's actually where we were, you know, you were mentioning this earlier. There are a lot of pros and cons uh, to the trailer. We know, Taylor, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about more of the modern art uh, form of trailers and how trailers have continued to evolve. Coming soon after this break. All right, team. This movie is the most important project the studio has. If we don't market this thing correctly, this could be the end of all of our careers. So what you're saying is, this thing needs to make money. Not just money. A lot of money. The key thing is that opening weekend box office. If we get enough butts and seats, this could save the studio. So, what will build the hype? Well, the trailers build the hype. Gets people talking. You know, gets the word out. That might have been true in the past. But our new demographics show trailers aren't enough anymore. Trailers are events now. People are waiting on edge for any bit of footage. Just those little crumbs. They say they don't want things spoiled, but really, <laughs> that's all they live for. 
So what are you saying? Go with me on this. What if we make a trailer for the trailer? A trailer for the trailer? We make like a 10 to 15 second mini trailer. And at the end, you tell people, full trailer tomorrow. They get hyped to get even more hyped. That's brilliant. That could be a game changer. Always leave them wanting more, right? What do we call it? The teaser. I like it. The teaser. The teaser trailer. Then why stop there? How about we make a five-second mini teaser for the teaser trailer? A tease for the teaser for the official trailer? The level of hype would be insane. No, let's go even further. We just start dropping one single frame into every video on the internet. The people get a subliminal tease without even realizing. The hype is embedded in their brain. And like mindless drones, they are pre-programmed to want to see this movie immediately. That might be a little too far. Or not far enough. Think of the money. Think of the studio. You're right. Go on. Nanosecond teases that invade the skin. Micro-teasers. Teaser clothing. No, wait. Teaser toothpaste. Go to the salon. Not just tease your hair. Tease the movie at the same time. Teaser trailer cereal. The ideas are endless. This is perfect. Oh, then we could do teaser socks. Teaser tube socks. It'd be great. Um, teaser shaving cream. Just tease the end of your hairs. And mm, tease the taste buds. Apper teasers. In a world where we're back from the break, it starts right now and we're back uh you know what taylor looking nowadays uh you know i think the evolution really from the age of the internet has taken the trailer to an art form that has become like their own mini movie it is something that has become an event now it is something that people patiently wait for they stay up till well past their bedtime (laughs) we know now when trailers are going to drop we know when trailers are going to come out uh, studios are teasing us, you know, stay tuned, uh, nine, eight central first trailer is going to come out during this, this ball game during the super bowl. Uh, you know, that's a big thing that evolved the super bowls, the super bowl would have like, you know, eight to 10, 30 second movie trailers and people would go nuts for that. Uh, you know, just recently we had Thor love and thunder drop their official trailer during the fourth game of the NBA, uh, the current matchup right now. It's like, it has become such an event that, you don't have to ever go to a movie theater now to see a new trailer. Of course, there's something fun about going to see these trailers on the big screen with the full sound and everything. That's something I think has become the biggest thing now is there's so much content in today's world between movies, TV shows have become such a huge part of entertainment as well. Streaming especially has become the, the biggest form right now. And even like video games, like video games would always have like fun little like teases you know like some music from the 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 game some shots of you know in the game a little bit of action to be like you know kingdom hearts nowadays it's like full-on cinematic style trailers for video games uh and even like other things are getting trailers it's it's kind of nuts how i think the the entertainment industry has found a way that uh, even music albums are getting you know trailers and things of like this this artist is releasing an album and now they're doing these crazy music videos Here's a teaser for the music video coming out. You know, it's like it it never ends. And so I think there's a a huge demand from these companies that can make trailers that they have to put as much into it to really keep eyes locked on. Because uh, unfortunately, as great as the internet has been a tool for so many things in terms of uh, connection, knowledge, uh, quick and easy access to, you know, it is something that has made a lot of people's attention spans very short. It's dwindled down. Um, And I think that's where you need to have something more quick and eye-popping. And I think people forget that no matter how far we come, how much time has passed as technology grows, humans, we are the same that we want to be enticed. We don't want everything to be revealed right away. We want something more. And I think that's the thing of the essence of the trailer uh, that we've we've gotten to. and, 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 And I think... Um, studios are are watching that you do need to have it. That's why we have, there's the teaser. And now we're doing like we talked about, you get trailer one, trailer two, and then you'll go on TV. There's promos where it's just like, 
it's even less than that before where it's like okay the, the teaser was maybe 45 seconds trailers like two minutes trailer two is three minutes and then you have these promos that are like 15 you know 45 seconds so i think that that is something that something about that with with our short attention spans we need something that's just gonna be quick eye popping and that you brought up a great thing is because over time trailers they've really used to showcase the change of technology think about one director who's done amazing work um and he's used the trailers not only in theaters and out there uh, to be epic because of IMAX is that of course of uh, Christopher Nolan uh, with some of his you know like what here one example I mean this was like almost a mini movie but I remember when we um, when I saw uh, myself when I saw Rise of Skywalker and I remember it was a yeah it was a nine minute video of Tenet and I was like I was like what is this going on so it was like a really like it was like not a trailer it was just like the first nine minutes of the film and it was something about, because he was really trying to showcase the IMAX, because we're in IMAX. So that was the kind of the cool thing, is with the trailers, they're also utilizing technology more to be like, we can do stuff. But speaking of what they have done, they've used it to maybe edit the scenes, and so we don't really see the big reveal. I think you know what I'm talking about. One of the biggest uh, reveals uh, or examples of that would have to be Spider-Man No Way Home, where they edited out... Uh, the two other Spider-Mans. Spoiler alert, there's three of them in there. Yeah, which is, you know, again, smart uh, because you want to entice people, but you don't want to give it away. You don't want to give away the the big climatic, uh, huge fight scene. And that was actually cool is uh, seeing the, you know, this is how quick the internet works. Seeing that people could watch the trailer here in the US, but there was a slightly different variation of that trailer in Brazil because, of course, in different parts of the world, they might get a slightly different edited uh, take you know we see that happen all the time we'll we'll see like uh this trailer just dropped in japan and it's got uh new footage just you know three seconds of new footage we haven't seen people have really taken the time now to analyze every frame of a trailer and they were like you see how lizard looks like he's being kicked a certain way yeah and there's no way that peter parker's hitting him so there has to be another spider-man there and they've edited him out of course yes that's what came to pass uh no spoiler there now i mean no way home's been out for quite some time and i'm sure if you haven't seen three Spider-Man memes everywhere in the last six months, I don't know what you've been doing, living under a rock. But that is that's something you bring up as a good point is it's almost hard now for directors to try to hide some of the best things. And I think it's because I don't think a lot of directors are actually getting the final say of what they can have in a trailer. This is where studio over directors kind of becoming a uh, hard thing is looking at how, how much they can show, what they can reveal, but the studio is only really thinking of getting butts in seats. They're not thinking so much of, oh, the director really didn't want to show that one second because this part happens in the movie two thirds through. They don't think about that. Uh, and one example of that was uh, recently Doctor Strange too. Uh, you know, we had the, the teaser trailer dropped right after No Way Home. That was literally the post-credit scene. We'll get I'll talk a little bit more of that in a second. And then eventually they had the uh, you know official trailer, official trailer two. They started having more of these TV spots, and you know we've already been revealed that uh, Doctor Xavier is going to be back in this. Uh, and then there was a trailer where they saw like Captain Carter's shield. It's like okay, you've already now spoiled that that character is going to be officially in this movie. And I think it's one where we saw Kevin Feige come out later and be like, they showed too much in the trailers. So clearly that meant the studio got to say what was in these TV spots and trailers, not Marvel, not Kevin Feige himself. So it's an interesting battle of where they, where they try to find what they can put in there. They don't want to reveal too many big things. And it is hard. A lot of these action movies, both comic book released, uh, comic book based and, you know, sci-fi action, whatever. There's so many things that are similar nowadays. It's like, how do we, how do we make ours the most enticing? Sometimes you have to throw in a little bit of that a game that might be a big moment in the movie, but maybe splice it so fast and cut it with some new music that, people won't catch on right away. Yeah. And, you know, and then they're fighting with, they're fighting with the internet where there's all these leaks going on. Like, oh, we've already, okay, you know, think about, you know, I know we talked a lot of Marvel. There's so many, you know, instances, but I mean, this is the- Marvel's a big one, yeah. It is, but think about this new Spider-Man that came out and they're like, oh, there was, a, you could see a clip that Andrew Garfield was in and he kept denying I'm not in there, but people had taken photos or something like that. So you do have that kind of fight with, okay, the internet reveals a lot, not just the trailer, but- um, yeah, you, it's just a, it's a shame that where I think 
trailers are not becoming an art form anymore. They're just becoming more back to advertisement. So it's gone through an interesting history where, you know, when you can create the perfect trailer, you know, that in itself is like, you know, and you look at these YouTube trailers, how many views they have within dropping. They're huge. If people just watch the trailer, like it's the better than constantly. Yeah, exactly. And when you see all these breakdown videos, I mean, breaking down every frame. And that's a new thing that's coming out with YouTube or some on YouTube um, that, you know, trailers are there. It's not even watching the trailer. It's watching the breakdown videos where you've got these experts or they're kind of like, just like us, we're ex experts in our own right. Um, and they're analyzing like a little bit. Oh, do you see this? Do you see that? What could that be? You know? Well, that, and then there's also the fan made trailers. We have, you know, well, we're waiting months and months for uh, a big movie to finally have its official trailer come out. You have all these people that take footage from several movies in the past, whether it actually is from the same franchise or not, and they'll compile it and edit it into this trailer. And some have actually turned out to be quite good. And people actually believe them to be the official trailer for a movie. And it's, it's not, it's completely a fan has edited. And, you know, you always tell when you watch because it'll be like, oh, this is the, the new trailer for the next Captain America movie. And then it's like an image from Chris Evans and he's like on fire or something. You're like, that's fantastic Four. you know, it's, it's something where it's like, they would do stuff like that. And that is a huge part of the internet as well. So we're having not only anal analyzing every frame of a trailer, trying to break it down, find all the Easter eggs. Essentially people are trying to figure out the plot and all the big moments of a movie before they even go see it. Which I don't get that. It takes away. Like I, I what I like to know is, more of like what are the crumbs are going to lead to the big cake you know what is the big you know Ooh, I like that you know yeah, i'm a little hungry um you know it's like i want to know i kind of know the direction they're going to go with some things but i don't want you know to be spoiled of uh you know there's something that's really uh so exciting when you're in a movie theater and a moment happens you weren't expecting and you're just like oh wow I, they actually did that that's something that's so hard to do nowadays because it is like things are spoiled so easily and another thing, too, is with TV. TV now, you know, most streaming shows are these, you know, six to ten episode long seasons. And they'll have the same idea. They'll do a teaser trailer and then like an official trailer. And how do you do a trailer for a, a, a ten episode arc of a show? Again, wanting to try to show a little bit of what has come before, uh, what's new, enticing you, not showing everything. A couple of nuggets here and there. Some people will, you know, like as we're recording this now coming up, you know, stranger things just came out season four uh, recording on the day that uh, this has been released. And there's people have already seen all seven episodes. So, I mean, you got to think people that the moment midnight hits, they just stay up and watch all seven episodes. They're so big a fan. And then that gets out and people start putting uh, breakdowns and stuff out of that. And so it's like, sometimes you can't even go on YouTube uh, just to, you know, browse YouTube. Like what funny videos are going to find today? oh crap, I've already seen the video that has spoiled them for me. Uh, and that's what's crazy too. It's so annoying is these, these people that bring their, you know, TV is so easy to do because it's from home. But the people that do bring like their cell phone, their stuff into a theater and try to find a clip and they'll find a way to put it up on YouTube and it, it'll stay for X amount of time until maybe a studio takes it down and then it's ruined. And like, you know, you just happen to catch, you don't have to watch the video. You just catch the title of the video. And you're like, well, great. I know now that happens in the movie. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't get why. Okay. Why don't you just wait till the, the studios put it out once it's been out for a couple weeks, but it, yeah, it's the worst thing where, you know, we talked about all these movies come out and they have these like, Oh, little scene. And they put the title in and like, can you just put like, don't spoil because I can't help it. If YouTube automatically search things that I probably want to see, I should set it for don't show spoilers. Uh, but yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. And then, then it, it's weird that people want to see their presents um, before Christmas. I just like, I, I don't, or, or, you know, you want to see your presents before Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, but I, I don't, or the birthday that's, you know, universal, but um, yeah, I just, I don't get that thing. And that I'm, I'm completely on board with you. I do love just the, give me the overall what's happening, wet my beak a little bit. And I'm okay. I'm hooked. I'm definitely can't wait to see that. You know, I want to go in with not, Oh gosh, this movie. No, I want to go in like, Oh my gosh, this movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And like for me, what really is really works for me today with trailers, and there's actually quite a few that I, I will even if I've seen the whole movie, I'll go back and rewatch the trailer because it's that good. Uh, like notably, one that I, I all three I will stand by are some of the best trailers ever made, and the way the music embellishes with the imagery, it just it awakes this emotion in me, and I just feel that excitement of like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be epic. You know, I'm not a big fan of like every moment of all the movies as a whole. 
the the new trilogy for Star Wars had like some of the best trailers ever drop. There was this form of showing the the scenes, the images they chose with some of this like taking of John Williams music and kind of it was like let's play with the music, make it a little darker and then mend it with other themes from the movies. Just the way they did all that was so uh, incredible and Marvel's done a lot of that stuff too where it's like you could watch the Infinity War trailer and it just it, it gets you so hooked because it's like you're seeing the darkness that is Thanos pumping through and attacking and your your heroes are being broken down and it's like the final like them running towards the screen and you're like even though that shot is not in the movie ever like that was a big part of that remember the Avengers Infinity War trailer uh, well all there on Wakanda kind of running towards the screen never in the never in the movie uh, and again, just a moment where I don't care that's not in the movie. It still woke something to me of like, oh man, I'm so pumped to see this film. And I think music scores have really played a big part into what they can, when they can do the music from the actual movie in a score or something similar, or we're seeing another new trend nowadays of taking like these uh, classic like rock songs or like pop songs and doing like a, a, a cover of them over, you know, like we had with Dune, we had that great, uh, uh, Pink Floyd song was a, was a cover of Pink Floyd song. Oh, that you are. Oh, that you, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they were doing that over the cover of this uh, footage. And it just, it worked so well, even though that, you know, Pink Floyd and Dune aren't, you know, a connected project, that music worked. And I think that's something we're seeing a, a new trend of is we're going to really entice you with uh, imagery. We want to try to show you enough, but not show you everything. Um, but I do think, yeah, some, some trailers are giving away too many of the best bits, uh, which is a downfall, I think for some theaters or there's some movies like, you know, we recently reviewed Morbius and Morbius was a movie that went through a lot of production hell and Sony kind of picked and choose what they wanted in that film. There was a lot of stuff in the trailer that never appeared in the movie, but also things in the trailer that alluded to what was going to be something to do with Michael Keaton in the movie and some Spider-Man stuff. And the way it all turned out, you're like, well, that was a horrible piece of of something yeah. Yeah, uh exactly. you know and it's just it's and that's well, again i don't if if maybe it's something too late the hard thing when a movie takes too long to come out they've had too many trailers by that point it's like it's on youtube now it's stuck you yeah know? Then it, and then it's oversaturated then you're like okay i really you know just just release it already and that's and you know but the challenge is now as we've seen in the last you know two years with the pandemic it's been tough because trailers were released so it's going to be kind of like how are we getting these back in theaters? Um, also, are we going to, you know, switch to streaming where, as we've seen, some movies are better in theaters. Again, it doesn't matter what kind of movie it is. It's going to be better. Um, but that's been kind of the challenge now is we're kind of replaying the same stuff. And it's like, I love how we had these, a lot of these trailers out and they're like, Oh, coming this time. And now it's like coming next time, coming sometime, you know, cause we, you don't know, but we want you to get excited. We want you to come back. Like they had like, well, like the rise of Gru, the new minions movie coming out. Uh, they're like coming this next summer, coming this summer. Well, it's coming that year. Like <laughs> we don't even know. Like even Ryan Reynolds, when he had free guy, there was a trailer. I remember at one point came out that it was like, we will be out this Christmas. And then they weren't out because they got pushed back again. It's just like, you know, I get it. It's so hard with the the pandemic definitely changed a lot of things. But even like, you know, you kind of, we, we, we didn't really uh, touch too much on this yet, but it is just interesting now that we are having like, you get like the six second tease for the trailer coming tomorrow is like a thing now. Like you, you'll see like a, 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 it'll be two, three seconds of an actual clip. Then it'll say trailer tomorrow. And it's like, now we're getting a trailer for the trailer. Yeah. Like, so we're going to have a trailer for the trailer for the trailer, you know, kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, it's, it's getting crazy. It's just, and you think with combined with uh, what you can see in the movie theater, what you can find on the internet, you can find on your streaming channels on YouTube, and then you go to social media. You know, now a lot of these companies have profiles on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. And they'll drop their stuff there as well. So you have the social media outlet where people can post any of the stuff anywhere. You throw you throw a rock into the uh, out out there into the ether. You're going to hit a trailer. You're going to hit a trailer somewhere. Um, but it, I think too something you and I are people that really uh, because we are such big movie buffs and we're big entertainment guys. We do seek out this type of uh, previews. We seek out. We like when a trailer comes out. We like to watch it. 
uh, analyze it, talk about it, and it gets us hyped for the movie. There is, though, the general population that aren't affected by trailers the way that we are. Uh, like, you know, one thing, I, funny enough, my fiance the other day when I saw the Thor trailer was dropping, I was like, oh my God, the Thor trailer should drop today. And she was like, never in my life have I ever uh, thought to, you know, be excited about a trailer coming out. <laughs> and it just shows like, she still likes going to the movies and there's a lot of, you know, movies and TV shows she likes, but there's probably a lot of people like her that don't spend any time on the internet really looking that up. You know, that's something that, you know, they're, uh, even if it's a shows or stuff that they're really passionate about, it's maybe something like that. I'll just watch it when it comes out. You're talking about like TV shows, you know, because now stuff comes on streaming. How many times have you watched a trailer for a show that's coming on streaming? Very rarely. You just like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go check out the show. Yeah, I usually watch it once. Um, you know, unless it's something like star Wars or somewhere. I'm like a little more excited for it. Uh, but with shows, yeah, I typically will watch it once. Now movies again, it really depends on the movie. depends on how much I like it. Another one I want to bring up, like a recent film came on the last year. The Matrix Resurrections, which was a god-awful film. Uh, the trailer is amazing. The trailer is like dazzling. It's uh, a cover of a, a Jefferson Airplane song uh, called Alice. And it just works so well uh, with the theme and how they did the... You mean White Rabbit. Oh, White Rabbit. That's right, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, the mixture of like a little bit of... There's like a little bit of that Matrix music in there, plus that cover of that song. References to, you know, Looking Glass and references to the first film. So yeah. The trailer, like I've watched it, pro I've, I think in my lifetime now, you know, since it came out, I've probably watched it like 20 times. I saw the movie once and I'll never see it again. <laughs> it's like, it was like, the movie was not very good. The trailer was awesome. And yeah, I wonder where we're going to go with the future of trailers because even though now we're so saturated with so many things nowadays, it's like, are we going to continue to have these two and a half, three minute long you know, trailers? Are we going to go shorter? Are we going to get uh, more of an in-depth behind the scenes kind of style instead of like, here's showing you footage. And I wonder if we're going to see a continued passion with directors actually getting to have the say of what releases, because looking at something like Dr. Strange, I was reading this whole article about how, even though a lot of stuff was revealed in the trailer, and Kevin Feige said, look, they revealed stuff in the trailer. I thought they should have revealed less. That movie made $450 million opening weekend worldwide. So, of course, Marvel Studios and Disney is going to see that and go, that's a big paycheck. Let's do more. So I hope we don't, I hope we don't go into the future with like, even like, you know, Jurassic World coming out. I didn't really want to see the scene that there's a, another kind of bigger version of a dinosaur, of a T-Rex. You know, why do they always have to go bigger? That would have been something that would have been funny to see in the, in the film. I feel like now that line's not going to, I'm not going to chuckle at it because I've seen it now 7,000 times in front of every, you know, uh, movie the last few months. And I, that's where I feel like sometimes if the repeated, you know, if you go to, if you go to movies quite often, you're going to see the same trailer quite a bit. And sometimes it can get a little, okay, now I've seen it too much. And I'm a little, a little less excited than I was the first time I saw it, uh, you know, to go see, uh, uh, a movie and you know one thing i did want to mention is because it it's been all of our, our our butts the last uh, year and a half or so if you've uh gone to amc theaters is another thing is just looking at the idea that you go to the movie and you're just like come on we're, we're sitting through 30 minutes of trailers and then when you th really think it's over then we get the two minute nicole kidman ad for amc theaters in AMC theater. Yeah, a trailer for a theater that you're in the theater that you paid for a ticket. We 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 will come back. <laughs> it's just like you don't see that trailer on the internet and like you know in other places. You see it while you're there. I'm like, we don't need to see. I don't need to see an ad for the place I'm already at. And they <laughs> do that like, with every like every movie theater. Like that you know, it's like going to McDonald's. I mean, like I'm just enjoying my Big Mac. A screen comes up. It says go like, to, go to McDonald's. Yeah. Like I'm here. Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, it's ridiculous. You know, every movie theater will do like the last trailer will play and then they'll be like, thank you for coming to the AMC theaters. Here's a, a shout out to our A-listers. And then like, you know, I went to Cinemark today for Top Gun. And it was like, you can become a Cinemark member and make sure to get a Coke and popcorn. I'm like, I'm, I'm already here. Like, just play the movie already. That's what I came to see. I'm you know not what they're going to do ass. now is they're going to next is they're going to tell you like, oh, these are our A-listers. They're in the audience now. <laughs> it's going to be like, a, it's going to be a camera on us. Like the kiss cam. That's what they need to do. Like give my money's worth, but yeah, I know it's it's gone to a whole level of absurdity 
with the trailers we see in in theaters. It's kind of it's kind of nuts. Well, I will tell you one the funny thing about the trailers they weren't doing this, but Maria Menounos, man, she's always there talking about in some theaters. She's always you know doing her thing, and they would have these games where you have your phone and your app, and you could you could play along or you could do movie trivia. So it was kind of taking the movie trailer and making it more interactive, which I think that would be a really cool thing where maybe a QR code comes up and you have to scan it real quick, scan it real quick and you get something like that. That could be the future of trailers. Honestly, there's a lot of applications. There's you, just when you think trailers can't get better, they could. Yeah. Cause I, I remember like the day when like, like Apple trailers became a thing. It was a thing on Apple where it just all was, was trailers. You could go on and just watch movie trailers. Maybe there'll be a thing in the future where we, we might see an evolution where, the start time for a movie is the start time and you have to come earlier to see the trailers. I think that's, I think that needs to be the the new policy is uh, <laughs> I feel like nowadays we're all used to like, Oh, it's a 10 30 showing. I'll get there at 11 and I'll still be early. Exactly. Um, and it's a little ridiculous because you, you're playing your day out and you're like, I'm already going to see a two hour movie. Well, now it's really, I have to think of two and a half hours before I you know, get home. So I'll be curious to see yeah, what the evolution will be, but you know, in terms of the artistry of what trailers are today, they they've never been better, and I think when you can really make it something that uh, gets the emotions racked up in you and you get that nostalgia going, get you hyped, whether it's a sequel, prequel, original film, a horror film, you know, gets you a little suspenseful, a comedy film. Well, that's pretty good jokes. I like that cast, or just you know, again, the star power. Star power is such a big thing, uh, you know, whether it's a name of a, an actor, an actress, or whether you're a playing director, guitar hero, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I'm excited to see uh, where it goes from here, but I am a little worrisome of the uh, full amount of material we get per project. Uh, and sometimes I think a little bit of that surprise uh, has been missed from a lot of projects nowadays because we see so much in the trailer itself. Uh, I cannot wait to see what happens there and I hope you enjoy the trailer for this trailer episode, which will have another trailer again. There'll be a teaser in the future. Coming soon, another episode. What will they talk about? Probably something nerdy. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.